even his relationship to his parents, like he's, he seems double attachment at nine, you know, like yeah. he loves them both, seems to adore them both, even though he doesn't know them and is still very attached to them, you know, instead of like eight, it's more like a, I survived. I didn't, I didn't even need my parents, you know, like it would be sort of mm-hmm. like this, this, like I grew up and made it kind of thing. But I feel like Harry's eight wing is just like reactive. Yeah. But it's not actually core. Guys, welcome back to Not My Type. It's Jack here. And it's Malia. And today we are talking about a very exciting topic, which has been highly so requested. Pumped. Yes. Um, and we are talking about the Harry Potter characters in depth and just kind of unpacking what Enneagram neurotic structures we see in the characters and just kind of guessing at it here. So this is just going to be a fun little conversation. Join us. Have a, have a ball. The the. I wouldn't say disclaimer, but like the the thought here that I would add before we start is that we went back and watched the movies in order for this podcast episode. But Jack and I are also adamant reader fans, I guess you could say, or like we've we've read the books <laughs> a couple times. So we might come up with uh, with aspects of the characters that we've found in the books that aren't in the movies or vice versa. But just to let you know where we're coming from, we didn't go back and watch the movies in order uh, for this. So we'll be referencing a lot of those scenes. So, um, well, also, as an added disclaimer, we oh, didn't yeah. watch all of the movies. We rewatched, we rewatched the last four. Um, so our memory of the first four might be a little fuzzy. We just simply didn't have time for that. But I think, that's, <laughs> that's I think this will still be good. Then there's, we have one more disclaimer. If you have not gone back and listened to our TriFix episode, you need to go do that. Like, I'm not telling you to stop listening to our podcast, but I'm telling you to go listen to the other episode because we're going to be bringing up TriFixes in this to talk about a lot of the characters, pretty much all of the characters, like probably. Yeah, um, I so. And it will be mad confusing if you have not listened to that or do not know about TriFixes. So that is a major disclaimer. Listen ahead at your own risk. Um, maybe it'll be actually helpful to start here, but don't don't take my word for it. Just go back. And listen. Well, just like for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode yet, I'll explain to you why it's important because basically you can have two different characters that are um, type three, but there are two other um, fixes, as we call it, that one of them being a head fix, one of them being a body fix that will change the flavor of that type three. Um, so mm. we're talking about these trifixes because they change the overall Um, demeanor and like character structure, I guess, of course, two different type threes are going to have the same core issues, um, but they might present pretty differently or, or with like added flares or whatever. So it's, we're just kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what we think about the characters. I'm really intrigued. Oh, also another disclaimer. We didn't talk to each other about um, what we think these type structures are. So we might yeah. disagree on every single one of them, but we just watched the movies and did our best to like think about fixes, think about characters, think about the Enneagram in general, and then do our best to like map it in the world of Harry Potter. So yeah. we will see how it goes. Yeah, this is the first time we're having this conversation, <laughs> which is very scary and great. Um, we would be watching the movies and I would be like, wait, I want to talk about this. And Malia would be like, no, we can't mention it. <laughs> So we've preserved this organic moment for all of you listening. Welcome. Yeah. You're here. All right. So who should we start with? Um, you want to throw out Dudley as the as a first as a first one? I think, I think Dudley's a pretty important character to start with. Let's do it. Let's start okay. with Dudley. What did you what were your thoughts? What did you think? 
Um, I think Dudley is a three. Uh huh. Yeah. I said I said three six eight for Dudley because he's got <gasps> that. What do you, that, you guess? Is me? that is that Kyle? Yeah, that's the Kyle. Oh, also, I literally for- wrote that down. I literally had that exact same traffic. So it's just three six eight. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So for everyone who's listening, um, we're gonna be referencing. We're gonna be using a lot of the names that Big Hormone Enneagram uses for their trifix like nicknames they have a really great episodes um podcast episodes regarding like they call it trifix roast where they just talk about like different nicknames so like they call this trifix 368 uh the kyle which i think is absolutely hilarious <laughs> but you get that like that double aggressive type at three and eight but also with that added like self-doubt and like i need to prove my strength yeah. of six which is so yeah. entertaining and also kyle is like the perfect embodiment of trying to be like the most normal person like exceeding at being the most normal stereotypical person and like and being very showy about it like the the kyle the way i see kyle is like even that even that one scene like in the earlier movies where he's like 37 like like that's one less than last year like he's so upset not because of the presence themselves but because of the number like just simply because there are less than before and it's all about the presentation right it's not it's not about like actually what it is or his parents loving him it's about like you love me based on what you give me and the the physical manifestation of it yeah i think that's true also i think an important thing like i think this is a reference to object relations that might be a little too literal but i have seen people assess actually i read an article where people were assessing harry potter characters with literal object relations references like they were talking about mcgonagall and saying like this is her relationship to her dad and like that's why blah blah blah. i was like (laughs) whoa that's deep but i mean you think it you think about like three as a as an attachment type that attaches to the nurturing function and dudley is super attached to his mom you know what i'm saying Mm, like she like worships him and that doesn't mean he doesn't love his dad or like isn't loved by his dad but i feel like a lot of dudley's like being pampered is because his mom fusses over him constantly and he loves it you know like he Mm. just laps it up that's so true and 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 like you you see that yeah go ahead oh sorry just like what you were saying about the kyle like it's i think i think people have called like three seven eight the chad um (laughs) but like kyle is like a less confident chad you know because it doesn't have that seven fix it's like the six fix of like uh, sort of like nervousness i went to high school with this guy Oh, I want to say his name, but I won't. That's not appropriate. Um, just this, <laughs> he was this sweet guy, but like really wanted to be in the in crowd with all the like the athletic guys and they bullied him constantly. And I swear he is 368. I would bet oh, money he's no. 368. But he like would defend them. Like they would, they would bully him right. and then he would be like, no, no, like they actually like me. And then all of, like all the girls that I was friends with would be like really sad for him. But then he started this huge drama, whatever. And it's because, they they all were like all the girls were like you're treated terribly by your friends Mm. and you just put up with it and he's like no i love them they love me and all the guys were like no we don't love you it was terrible oh no and and like i think that that's where the aggressive and the self-doubt come in to play at the same time because you see how he's like aggressively standing up for his friends but there's also this like inward self-doubt of like i can't get better friends so i have to stick with the ones that i have like this is this is it I think it, yeah. Six is so interesting that way because it adds like this layer of like, uh, I gotta, I, I gotta settle with it as an attachment type. You know, it's like, mm. I can't change what's outside of me. So I just have to like make myself okay with it. Also think about the order of the core neuroses. Like three is obviously first. So that's his, that would be his neurotic cycle. But then I think 
probably eight is next. Would you say? Would you agree with that? Like eight yeah, and six? I think probably. That's probably true. It's probably three, eight, six. Yeah, that's fair. So that's double aggressive first. And then there's like that that backlash of, of the self-doubt at the end. Yeah, but um, I, you can definitely see the double reactive too. I think that's so mm, true because like the eight and six together, it's like he doesn't get his way, freaks out, blows up, like demands. You know? Right, 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 right. All right, so that's a lot on Dudley. Uh, if you really love him a lot, then there you go. Um, but <laughs> the next person that I have on on my list is actually Harry. Um, Harry himself. Harry himself. Okay, so now this is one of the things that I had to constantly stop Jack from mentioning because we were like always debating over his type because we both went in kind of um thinking that he was an eight but i have changed my mind and i do think that in the end he is a nine that's that's my idea um from here you see that in the way that like his anger boils rather than like an eight uh, a core eight being like uh outwardly aggressive or uh going after it he's his anger and his frustration is like let's attach to everything but also like slide away at the last minute like the way that he leaves the weasley's house without telling anyone he's like i'm gonna go do it myself you know um it just like shows up out of nowhere i think that's a big thing right is it like he'll be like chill 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 and then explode right right right. and then also like think about him i don't like yeah there's a lot of eightishness in him but i think that's just a wing because you think about the way he relates to the world and like he kind of fits everywhere you know like Mm. like people love him and i think that's part of like even his relationship to his parents like he's he seems double attachment at nine you know like yeah he loves them both seems to adore them both even though he doesn't know them and is still very attached to them you know instead of like eight it's more like i survived i I didn't even need my parents you know like it would be sort of Mm. like this this like I grew up and made it kind of thing. But I feel like Harry's eight wing is just like reactive. Yeah. But it's not actually core. Does that make sense? Also, yeah, no, it does make sense. Um, I was also listening to this really interesting. Well, I guess I was watching this really interesting video that was analyzing Harry from like a therapy perspective. And one of the things that they, that these people brought up was like Harry will stand up to bullies. Like he stands up to Draco, but he almost never does it on his own behalf. Like think about the way that he doesn't stand up for himself against the Dursleys. But as soon as he gets to school, like straight up, it's like a week later, he stands up to Draco, like first day of school, this random kid, just because he makes fun of Ron and Hermione. That's kind of Harry's story is that he always will fight on behalf of his friends, but he's willing to sacrifice himself all the time. I think you're right about that. I think that's, and I think that's part of like why he, is the quintessential Gryffindor in a way because he's like mm. that body space, like that nine, but also the eight wing is like, it's bold, but it's also like kind of hidden in a way. Like yeah. he's, he, he's definitely an introvert. You can tell that much, but mm-hmm. it's just an interesting character. And I think nine, like nine with an eight wing or eight with a nine wing is like the hardest to see in life as well in general. Cause it's such a weird contrasting image, but I think he really is that way. I even put him down as like triple withdrawn. I think he's really? nine. I think he's nine, four, five. I was thinking nine, four, six for a little bit, but like nine, four, six is more, nine, four, six is more openly mournful. Like that's like whiny tears. You know, that's like the, Mm, it's like the, the six at six and four together adds this flavor of like, I'm hated. And like also Mm. like, and I'm weak and I'm, I think he's actually nine, four, five because he seems super withdrawn, but still definitely body type, you know? And he has that like secretive flavor of a five fix i think that's my thought yeah why four not two for a heart fix 
I don't think Harry wants to be seen as helpful at all. I don't think he feels, I think he feels, feels like very little obligation to other people. Hmm. And I think the four fix is more like a, a feeling of like, no one gets me. Um, and that, yeah. that feeling like he actually wears like the, the chosen one badge sort of as a badge of honor. You know, it's like, mm. a, I am different. I am special. Um, right. And his negative feelings, like, I feel like he brings in his negative feelings. Like I'm trying to remember at the end of like, right after Sirius dies, Dumbledore's like sitting down with him in his office in the movie or whatever. And he's like, mm. I know how you feel, Harry. And he's like, no, you don't know how I feel. Yeah. You know, it's just like very quick to bring in the negative flavor and also like assert my feelings as more important than your feelings and like my feelings are separate from your feelings and you don't get me there's also the the idea like um the best has passed me with harry like the way that he gets sucked into the mirror of erised and he's sitting in front of it and like he has to be snapped out of that otherwise he would just like constantly be looking at at this image of his parents and saying Mm. like i could sit here and, and enjoy this and i would be fine you know i don't even think that's fourishness i think that's nineishness really Explain yeah, because that. it's because it's withdrawn and it's withdrawing with attachment as opposed to withdrawing with frustration. You know, like mm, four oh, withdraws to an ideal, but not an ideal that existed. You know, it's an ideal that like is fictional in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's because it's always like the relation that four has to the world is so irritated. It's like this isn't sufficient. This isn't sufficient. But Harry, I think, has idealized this idea of like a life with his family. And he doesn't he doesn't like orient to them in a way that tastes like frustration to me. I think it really is attachment. It's that's, I didn't realize that object relations would be so important for these character types. Yeah, no, it, it really is. I think it really is. And I think that's what, like, that's where Harry grows the most over the series is because he learns that he needs to, a, to, I guess he learns that he needs people, but not just to attach to the idea of them, but like actually physically be with him and be present with people. Um, like even, uh, Luna has this quote to him in the fifth movie where she said, um, if it's just you alone, you're not, you're not much of a threat. And, and she says that to him because that's kind of Voldemort's whole ploy is trying to get him to be separate. And he, he does, he, Voldemort's thing is like withdraw. And of course that's Harry's thing is like withdrawing into myself, Mm -hmm. into self-sacrificing like for everyone else. But the idea is like, they're you need people more than you think you do. You need to not withdraw as much as your instincts would would have you do. And I think that's where he grows. I also think that's why he has a five fix and not a six fix because it's this added sense of like, he doesn't think he needs things from other people a lot of times, you know what I'm Mm. saying? Like that's why he strikes me as triple withdrawn because the nine, four, six would add this flavor of like, oh, like an awareness of what he actually needs from others, I think. And that pitiful like weakness flavor. And I really don't think he has that. I think he just has this like strange self-sufficiency thing. And also like, how could you not be the most withdrawn child when you're growing up like abused? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually thought he had a six fix looking through because of his like constant self-doubt and his fear of becoming bad and like taking in the wrong information. Like um, in the, when he's doing like that private training with Snape to not like legit, legilimency what is it called <laughs> Legil- um, no legilimency is like the ability to read minds he was practicing occlumency which is like the blocking that yeah the yeah yeah uh, when he's doing that he's he's having all of these nightmares that like he's merging with Voldemort which is his own nine-ish thing um but he his fear of like what if I'm becoming bad like what if um 
what if like I am responsible for the deaths of these people? And I think that self-doubt causes him to withdraw even more, uh, which is why I was thinking he had a six fix instead. That sounds like just like one-ishness to me in general. Like that sounds like the concern, the moralism, like, you know, he has access to both of those wings. I think that is more of like, Mm. a, you know, like, I don't think it's not that sixes aren't concerned about what's good or right, but that fear of like, what if I'm actually bad or or what if I'm to blame? I don't think that's a sixish fear. I think that's a one-ish fear, you know? Right. And I didn't actually think about this, but actually if the nine goes to six in stress, that would also make a lot of sense. This is something that I found super fascinating when I was, when I was going on. And I guess this kind of spurs off of, of Harry a little bit, but um, what? Spurs. That's an interesting (laughs) verb there. (laughs) But um, I had this thought, I was like, I think that Neville is also a nine. And how incredible does that make the prophecy of like, they're both literally like could be the chosen one. In every way, they're so similar, except for Voldemort just happened to choose Harry. I thought that that was like so fascinating that they're both, that I thought that they were both nines. Can we talk about Neville? Because I want to see, like, what do you think? I guess we're done with Harry, right? I mean, it's not really linear necessarily, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I also said I, I think he was a nine. I would yeah. love to hear your thought about Trifix with him because he, he struck me as a different type at first, but the more I thought about it, I was like, no, it seems evident. Yeah, I mean, kind of going off of what we talked about with Harry, like he doesn't seem as withdrawn. I think he definitely has a two fix rather than a four fix because he does have that presentation of giving. Um, I think he has a strong one wing. Um that you see he's even rewarded for it at the end of the what is it the first movie or something when when Dumbledore is like it's a great thing to stand up to your enemies but even greater to stand up to your friends um so there's that nine with the two fix uh and I think that he honestly has that intellectual like observation of the five but I think that I would go with a six fix I think there is this idea of wanting people's advice wanting people's ad, uh, affirmation um and i think that's what a lot of the da was for him like dumbledore's army was mm. this chance to have affirmation coming um from external sources for the first time in uh especially with his desire to like kind of live up to his parents image i mean mm. his his grandmother's always t- telling him like you know, you aren't, you'll never be good enough. <laughs> she's awful. She's, she's a savage she's for sure. Um, but I think that, that that's why the DA meant so much to him. And, uh, and, you know, we'll talk about Luna later, but like, I think that's why it meant so much to him because it was the first time he actually had people who were showing him that he could be something more, that he was capable. Um, and I think that's where the six fix comes in. I think, I think he might be a core six. I was thinking, really? yeah, I, my first impression was core six. And then I was like, ah, but he might be a nine, but I think he's just Stockholm syndrome, that nine, six, two flavor, mm. because that like that, you get that double dependent flavor of like, I need to do the right thing with six and two, but with the added right. sort of like, I'm not, I don't really matter that much of nine. Mm. And to be fair, I could be wrong, but he strikes me as more heady energy than body energy. Like, yeah. I think he radiates more of like the simplicity of Harry's character type as a nine. Like there's this simplicity with body types because the body doesn't speak with words. And I think of Neville as sort of like this nervous talker in a way, 
Like mm. he strikes me sort of as like, and that's a big thing about sixes is that sixes will just like go on and on and on about something they don't need to go on and on and on about. Like they'll mm. just talk and talk and talk. I think he might be a six, but I have him down as nine, six, two. And but I, I think, think that six, nine, two. Yeah. So I think we have the same traffic and we're, I think we're right about that, but I guess the difference is like, which, what is his core type? I will say that from a thematic point of view, it almost feels more thematic for him to be a nine because at the end he realizes like the presence of his existence uh, when mm-hmm. he is able to be the one that kills Nagini and like in basically is the only reason why <laughs> Voldemort is, is killed in the end. Um but I could also see that being uh, thematic with the six, uh, with a being a core six because he realizes he's capable. Um, but I think there's yeah, this so there's this ability to like use my body, you know, like my my presence matters, my experience matters, and I'm actually a part of this existence rather than just like attaching but not really being present. Well, I think that's like six and nine are both like that in the sense that like they both underestimate, I think, what they're capable of. I think six Mm. and nine are both that way, that they have this like disidentification with their true essence or true capability or true like personhood, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. And they're connected, like they are sewn into each other because of that Bermuda line. Um, I feel like after we talk about Neville, we have to talk about Luna. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, it just, it feels right. So- um i think luna is a really good example of what the world says about fours versus what the system of the enneagram says about fours because even though like you might look at her and she's very strange and very like different and unique the world and like the enneagram culture might say like oh like she's such a four because she has this like i'm different perspective but i think that rather than being her image that's a byproduct of her intellectual nature which is why i would consider her probably be more of a five because of that awkward thoughtful nature kind of separate from the world or a nine but but i think the reason why i wouldn't say that she was a nine is because i don't see her attaching very much well what does that mean for you like attaching like she is so free-flowing from a mental perspective that I don't see her like physically um, attaching onto others or onto uh, situations. She's just like so flowy and curious about the world that it seems uh, more of like an awkward five than a, than an awkward nine. I initially had her typed as five, four, nine. That was the first thought I had, but then I was doing the math and thinking about the way those types combined. And she's, she's not triple withdrawn. And yeah. I, the more I thought about it, the flavor she presents is the is the like combination of nine, four, and seven. I think <gasps> I because she's like the yeah. huh, you know what I'm saying? Like you think yeah. about that as like the what does that really mean? You know, like when nine, four, and seven combine, there's this attitude of like, okay, what's going on? What are they saying? Because they all like nine, four, and seven are all like the creative sort of weird mm. flavor of each center, and when they combine, it's like this weird. Uh, how do I put it? Just like this incommunicable like floweriness because seven and nine together are both like free flowing and optimistic. And that, that was the problem is Mm. that if she was a core five, she actually doesn't strike me as a core. Like um, I thought she was a five at first because yeah, because she's not a head type. She doesn't like, she's not wordy. And there's a lot of force with fives. Like there's like, because they're a rejection type, there's like so much concentration there. Mm. And she doesn't actually strike me as that. I think she's just a nine with a four fix. I would say she's nine, four, seven. And so she's super weird. 
but I think ultimately like she isn't, even though she is alien in a way, the way a four or a five would be, she's not like, like she's very actually like free flowing. And I think she's pretty agreeable and not yeah. like four and five both want to upend the real world. You know, they want to like kind of fight mm-hmm. it in a way. And I don't think Luna does. I think she's, she's kind of like sweet and simple and her, her relationship to her dad is attachment to me. Like it strikes me as an attachment type because she seems very fond of him and she also seemed very fond of her mom. But like mm. fives have this sense of like not needing anything from the world and especially not needing to be shaped by their family. So I don't know if that like makes any sense. But oh, I, she just, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Initially, I thought she was five, four, nine, but she's not triple withdrawn because that flavor, like that yeah. seven-ish whimsical flavor is really there. I think she's nine, four, seven is what I would say. And I do think she's also double positive. It, exactly it, at the very least so with the nine and the seven together i also had nine seven but i had nine seven five. Oh wait no i had nine seven four as another option um because there is that double positive nature that outlook that and especially if she's a nine and withdrawn um and kind of living in the past but in a positive light like i see her talking about her mom like that she's like oh it was fine like she died and now i can she see died, okay. <laughs> like now i can see horses um I think her character shows me something that I forgot about, which is that like nines can be really weird. Like nines, mm-hmm. I think a lot of nines are very normal, but like nines can be really strange. And I think that's just like true. I also didn't think about th- think about this until right now, but she could be triple positive outlook because she's very generous and she's very mm-hmm. selfless. And she like does seem to want to be like, yeah, like she does seem to want to be a good friend. And that would, it does fit like the yoga guru flavor of 972 in a yeah. way. Yeah. But I, I have like, maybe I'm just like attached to the idea of her being four-ish in some way because she is so weird. But maybe that's just like growing up with a super weird dad. And like, that's well, just like, like the byproduct of it. Well, well, yeah. And also think about like, think about triple positive people we know and how flowy and kind of like, almost like, they're not, they're not weird, but they're, they're, they're kind of odd just because they like, don't let anything affect them. And so it's just all of the odd, like weird little Yes. Fun things that are attached. You're also to them. thinking of a very specific nine that we know. Yes, and that, yes, that I individual am. is definitely actually definitely a similar vibe. So maybe she is yeah. nine seven two. I don't know, or nine two seven. Wow, we're learning I, things I as we're that. going. This is such a fun process. It is. is genuinely so exhilarating. Okay, some characters I really want to hear your thoughts on are okay. Vernon and Petunia Dursley. I oh just my gosh! Think they're such interesting <laughs> characters to talk about. I would love to hear your thoughts on them. Oh gosh. Okay. So <clears throat> Mrs. Dursley, first of all. Um Mrs. Dursley, I think, is our trifix. Two seven eight smothering jazz hands. Sexual what? two. What? Oh my that gosh, is, that makes no What? Sense. Are you kidding me? That that is like she is so like such the giving mom that's kind of like overdoing it and in like seductive like her entire vibe is just smothering jazz hands why why do you disagree because you're attaching to so that like for anyone who's listening that name is not something we came up with that john luckovich wrote that name but that smothering jazz hands that nickname i think is what you're attaching to you're just attaching to the smothering that, but she's not double positive. Think about that. Like 278 is the shoving of positivity and like excitement and high energy. She's not, I think she is okay boomer, which is 162. <laughs> I think she's a core one. 
I think really? she's a core one. Yeah, I almost thought one six four because she's such a negative person. Like she's so mm. she has so much frustration energy. Like she just radiates frustration type to me because it's like this isn't as it could be. This is insufficient. She's like cynical and like kind of like harsh in a way. I really think she's a one because you can sense like that that stiffness and that like rigidity of insufficient reality and like the way the one wants things to be better. Like I don't know. She yeah, just, so you said one six as, two. Yeah, I think big dependent stance five. She's not playful and like lighthearted at seven. Like think about oh that. Oh my gosh, like triple it, dependent. That's why I think she's so awful. Okay, whoa, yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> Malia texted me the other night. She was like, I thought of someone who's triple dependent and wow, they're scary. It's aggressive. <laughs> I I think that she is, okay, explain a little bit more about, about the vibe of the triple dependent because I think even though she she has this like, obligation especially to Dudley she kind of is like doing her own thing though at the same time you know like where do you see the six fix come in okay she actually might be one six four I think and maybe just has a two wing I think the six fix is this like this nervousness she's a nervous person like her presentation is like kind of jittery and Mm. the way she handles mental space it's not it's not five-ish I don't think because it's not overly heady and like overly intellectual and like alien but it's also not playful and like delightful and like let's hop around at seven. It's this like kind of nervous reference the other um, and do it by the book way. Like the six fix says the way I should handle mental space is do it by the book. And like she, she I think sixishness hates pretentiousness. Mm. Like a six fix hates that. And she sees her sister's magic powers as like, as wow. if she's like being a lyricist <clears throat> or something. And yeah. she's like, that's. Which I, I think, think is more. Yeah, I think that that that's gives more leeway to the four fix over the two fix. I think she might have a four fix, but I would say, yeah, I guess I, I first had her as one, six, four. But then when you were talking about two, I was like, I guess I could see that. Um, but I think that's just a like a wing behavior and whatever. I think she probably yeah. is four, though, because she does seem double negative to me and doubly reactive, like six mm. and four together. I, I guess- think I have this secret theory that has almost no basis, which is that she was mad at Lily when they were little because of Snape's existence. Like, I think that she wanted to be on the in crowd and Snape was too elitist for her and was like, no, we are wizards and you're not. And I feel like I see that, the response to that more than I see a giving nature. Like, I see this response to like, you don't want me on the in crowd? Okay, fine. I will be my own in crowd and you don't get to be a part of it and it's going to be perfect and it's going to be lovely and i have like she's she's like the quintessential like i have my white picket fence life don't mess with it you know and i think that is why she is triple dependent because that is so triple dependent it's mm. like the i did it the way i should have done it you know like that everything about that is three super ego types together so there's this sense of like i did it the right way you didn't mm. um and she also just radiates one-ish energy to me the sense of like the stiffness of her, the like the sharpness and this kind of like, you can tell she's critical and like kind of hard on herself because she's also very hard on everyone else in the world except Dudley. I don't know. Right. That's just like, that's just a thought. Which I think like, that's part of the pride, which, which is what I was thinking of, of this two-ishness. I think Dudley's existence goes to feed and threaten her ego of being the perfect mom because if he is a bad kid, then she has to be a bad mom. So therefore he is the perfect child. You know, like I think he is her calling card 
which is why I was thinking such like smothering jazz hands vibe of like pushing this mother vibe onto everyone, you know? But the point of the jazz hands is that it's not mothering at all. It's like the, mm. the p- smothering jazz hands is like smothering with play, smothering like for show. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Okay. Okay. The jazz hands is like, this is fun, but I see the word smothering and I see what you mean by it. She is definitely a smothering character, but I wouldn't say that makes her two seven eight. Jazzy. <laughs> she's not well, jazz. She's the, like, she would hate jazz. Think about it. She yeah, that's so jazzy, true. Like, this is no, awful. you're so right. <laughs> so what is the, What would be the difference if she was a one, two, six, but with a, two, a core two being a core two? Well, remember, like, no matter what, like, Trifix does add a flavor, but two wants to be seen as friendly and positive. So it's all these, like, positive things, sweetness, which you do see in her relationship to Dudley. I'll definitely say that. But I wouldn't say that, like, she wants to be seen as, like, necessarily sweet. Like, her presentation isn't, like, generally kind. Mm. I don't think, and I don't think she's an image type. I think that's what it is. Like, her, her issue seems to be anger no matter what, like her character structure seems built around anger and not around shame for like who she is, you know, like I think about her response to Lily being magical and and she's not, and maybe there's some shame about who she is in there, but it's not like kind of like wanting to be special herself so much as just like thinking that Lily's weird and like, I hate her for being weird. Mm, mm. And so there's like this restrained anger of one. That's what I think. But which which like this is something we were talking about with about trifixes with me where it's like the six and the seven couldn't make sense as fixes together in me like in the same way i think that the most like in order to get the four and the two within her like one two six or, or sorry one four six being a core one with a two wing gets all of those flavors in there all at the same I time i think i think that makes sense i would say she's one six four because the, I see this more more of this duty focus at six than I do the negativity at four, but the negativity yeah. is definitely there. I would say that, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think that makes sense. Um, and also, one six four has been nicknamed Big Pain, which I think is so funny, <laughs> and that's like a so her. Um, oh, because remember, one and four together adds this like double flavor of pickiness. Like the frustration mm. types are picky, and so there's like this pickiness about the world in yeah. general. Yeah. In the sense of like how it ought to be and how it isn't, whatever. All right. So Mr. Dursley, what do you think? I said Vernon is an eight because That's he's what I so, think, yeah. so dominating, so domineering. Um, and then I said his fixes, I think he's eight, eight, three, six. Um, okay. Because he, he strikes me as actually pretty similar to Dudley. And we don't even really think about that necessarily. But he, hmm. I would say he's definitely a core, a core eight. Um, but he's like, he wants to fit the mold of like being the businessman at three, you know, like he wants to be successful. And so he wants to impress like his boss. Remember in the second one when like his boss shows up and he's willing to like try his best to charm him and whatever, blah, mm. blah, blah. but he's got that anxious energy of six. And that's right, like, right. everyone's out, everyone's out to get me. And like the world is against me kind of thing. And I think that's the difference between us, a, a core six or uh, versus uh, an, a six fix with an eight with with a core eight because when you think of six like or at least when I do I think like kind of um, anxious in a sense of they don't trust themselves and they're trying to like go after you know advice from other people and 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 you don't necessarily see that from Vernon because he wouldn't like go and be like hey I need advice you know like he doesn't seem the type but I think that's because the eight core type is running his life and the six nishness then comes in with this like 
that that conspiracy theory like everyone's out to get me kind of thing you know i remember like that's the thing is like the fixes only go back to serve the main core type in its own problems and that's a really good example of that yeah okay are we checking out vernon yeah no i feel good about vernon i feel good about the dursleys in general we i think we we did that wow what a household a one and eight and what did we say for dudley again i think i think dudley's a three i could be wrong but i think he's oh yeah an aggressive household for sure um no and that honestly explains why harry's a nine i mean can you imagine growing your like growing up with an aggressively reforming household and being like whatever i need to do to survive i'll do it (laughs) how miserable living under the closet um okay who's next who should we go who should we go to next I'm laughing because I want to talk about the character whose name you can't pronounce. <laughs> Would you like Ginny? to bring her up? Okay. Yeah, there, there we go. We're talking today about Ginny Weasley. Ginny? We've had many discussions <laughs> where M- Malia is from the South and seems unable to pronounce it correctly. We will cross our fingers for the best, but she loves to say Jenny instead of Ginny. Bear with me here and just assume that your audio is off and I can say it perfectly fine or... Maybe you are also from the South and you're going to give me leeway. And because you also say Jenny when I say Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Okay. Well, I, I want to talk about Jenny because I think her character, she has no personality in the movies at all. Okay. Like trash. I have to go on a rant a little bit because her character in the movies is not a character at all. I, I might consider her. No, no, I'm not even going to say it. It doesn't even deserve that. I, I literally, I think I'm so upset about it as a side note, just because her character in the books is amazing. Like she she's amazing. is amazing. And in the movies, she's a trash bag. Like she they're <laughs> just flowing in the wind. There's nothing, nothing going on. And it's really she truly, sad. She truly does nothing. Also, like I've seen people all over the internet getting mad about this too. Like it's not just you and me. Like no, for sure. The, no, I, the whole internet resents the fact that it, like she didn't get the attention she deserved. Which you know, Bonnie Wright, you did your best. Genuinely, I. It's not her fault. It's no hate letter. against you. It really was, and it was the directing. It was just like, I'll stop talking about it, but it was bad, and I don't. I truly you. just think they didn't give her enough dialogue. Like they didn't. They took away all of her moments where she could have been something badass and exciting. Or they just like they just told her like, oh, take your dialogue and then whisper everything. <laughs> That's I feel like that was what they told her to do because she just goes around and like. And and <laughs> poor Bonnie Wright. Poor Bonnie Wright has no sexual chemistry with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, oh, it's horrible. Zero. It's oh so God. wooden. Their relationship is like so It's stiff really, really bad. Unhelpful. And he, okay, so if we're going to talk about her, let's talk about her in the in the books. Unless you were going to talk about no, some you can't type of a character. You, okay. you can't type her from the movies. She has nothing. Okay, good. Yeah. In the books, I would say that she is a seven. That was my, okay. that was my guess. Because she has this like fun um, going after these exciting adventures like she has this uh aggressive nature especially in the midst of her family of like i'm gonna be a part of the boys and like let's play quidditch outside and i'm gonna steal the the brooms and put them back and no one's gonna know and um she's very confident super confident uh and she's also like very positive very uh fun going so i would say that there's this like seven-ishness 
uh, that I see in her. I don't know. I would say that this is your core type, but it could be a fix. What do you think? I I thought it was her core type for a little bit, but the more I thought about, it, I think she's actually an eight. Um, really, she, she seems very confident to me. I think she's she an is. eight. And she might even have a nine wing, but I definitely would say she has a seven fixed. I mean, you see okay. that sevenishness in her for sure. But I think like to me, she seems more boundary than sevens are. Like when her brothers try to interfere with anything, she just like sets it clearly. She's like, nope, not doing that. You know, like there's mm. this like self-assuredness and she doesn't seem as scattered as sevens tend to be, you know, like she, she does have like that confident, excitable, like willing to go after things attitude. Um, but I feel like she's just like, she's got that eight-ish like shut it down mentality whenever anyone wants like wants to push her in a way she doesn't want to go. Um, yeah, yeah. But I also could see that being like a frustration type rather than a rejection type, you know, like that seven-ishness of like, I'm going to go get it for myself, you know, rather than thinking I'm going to be the ultimate guiding person, you know, I, I kind of see her being a, a, a freeform character rather than feeling like obligated to not obligated but feeling like she needs to be guiding to other to others well remember like that's not the narrative that eight thinks of that's a very subconscious like that's object relations you know like right eight like i don't think eights think of themselves as parental figures you know Mm. maybe in some ways they do but like they don't necessarily think of themselves as that dad figure that like is going to guide for sure Mm. i just think they they over embody that fatherly force of like I go, I push, I support when I support and I shut down when I don't, you know, like, I wouldn't say she strikes me as a frustration type because she doesn't seem free flowing to me in my head, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Like, I think she has this like stolidness of an eight. She strikes me as a body type. I think that's what it is. She doesn't strike me as a head type because head types are so talky. That's the thing is that like the Uh head types are using words and are about stimulation. I also like haven't read the books in two years. So you could be right. It also, it honestly also, this is the only character we're talking about that we, that I'm going to say doesn't show up in the movies <laughs> at all. So That's we, true. we, I could have imagined her as a seven and you could have imagined her as an eight, you know, um, the way, That's like, I, especially because I am a seven, I think I identify with Jenny a lot and Jenny. okay, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and I, and I could probably see her more like me than maybe you would have thought of her as a seven. I also think that's because you're from that household that you're from with like a zillion yeah. other siblings. Like, yeah, to be very fair, similar vibe, it. very similar vibe. I um, also would like to say, I think this is an important note. Like it's I'm, maybe you could dissect your character enough and decide that like, yeah, one of us is right. One of us is wrong, whatever. Um, but I think the cool thing about this is that like fictional characters are fictional characters. So like, they're not actually, limited by neurotic cycles you know like when people write characters they can do contradictory things or whatever and it might be frustrating Mm. to the reader but she's not actually a real person you know so she doesn't actually like because she doesn't exist she doesn't have a true core type you know right oh yeah no an interesting idea oh but what were you saying like what were her other fixes so if she's a seven i think she's triple aggressive oh wow aggressive and that's why i think she might have a nine wing because she I was trying to think through, she doesn't seem four wing ish at all or two wing ish. I think she does mm. want to be like quintessential and like, remember her in the books and she's like, kind of like a hot new thing, you know, like she shows up yeah. and everyone loves her. And like every guy's trying to date her because I think she's kind of like the Stacy in that way. Like mm. eight, eight, seven, three is like the Stacy. It's like a very confident. I think of her as so confident and just like being herself, does her own thing, whatever. Mm. And that's why, and she's so fast moving. And that's why she like drops those boys, like nothing, you know, she like moves on from one to the next. I think, yeah, I would say she's probably triple aggressive. 
but that's why I think she might have a nine wing because she seems sort of introverted to me but maybe that's like I don't know maybe that's just like Hmm. not actually accurate and we don't get enough of her character for me to have a, a convincing position otherwise and what would what would it look like for her to have a, a seven wing and a seven fix I, I, yeah i guess you could argue like different things i just think she the seven wing makes someone much more assertive you know like the eight with the seven wing is much more shovey in the way they are like dominating other people I think like eight eight wing seven is more like I'm taking my control and my domination and my like challenging toward the external world even more mm. you know where eight eight wing nine is a little more um reserved and a little more body energy ish and she I guess that's like that's very possible for her to be either one or maybe like people have, still have both wings so I'm not going to argue like that we have to choose or whatever but right I, right I can see that like reservedness in her a little bit, even though she seems very uh-huh. confident, triple aggressive in that other ways. If that makes no, sense. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, who's next? You pick. All right, uh, I'm gonna take a kind of a an odd left turn. Let's go to Cornelius Fudge. I love Fudge. <laughs> I was. I'm actually. I think I'm more excited to talk about Fudge than maybe any other character here. Yes. Okay. So go for interesting. it. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I think Fudge is a six because he's mm. freaking crazy and paranoid and everything about him is like doubting of others. Like he doubts the other and he also like is doubting himself and like doubts his capability to successfully lead. And remember he steps down, you know, like when, yeah. the, pressure, when the pressure builds, he's like, uh, I'm out of here. You know, like he just doesn't really, he's not a bold character by any means. Well, I would say that he's not a bold character except for when the image like it's necessary for the image like he will be like super scatterbrained super self self-doubting or whatever and then he'll have one conversation with lucius right before he's about to go into the whatever he's about to do and like talk to the press or talk to the um like harry's hearing or something and suddenly he'll be like i know exactly what we need to do and this is it you know because he's preserving this image of i do know what i'm doing but it's That's not so his idea though yeah, exactly. I think sixes do that all the time. Like they, they'll be like, I don't know anything. And then like, they'll, they'll receive some external input. And it's like, I'm completely sure I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. This is my decision. Stamp it down. But all it takes is another external source that's opposing to like undo that, you know? Right, right. And that's why I think that he is a core six. Like I, I, I put that he was a core six, but why I see the three fix in him because sixes can be extremely persuaded um, and very easily manipulated. But I think what is contributing to that malleableness in him is this desire to see things be reformed and to th- to be doing the right thing, except for he's just getting a lot of different input on what that is uh, with the one fix, or he's getting uh, a lot of pressure to have this three-ish emotionless stance as a leader as a as a political leader being like oh i i do know what's going on and i'm i'm not being emotionally uh driven i like this is right trust me voldemort is not back you know preserving this image and yet behind the scenes he's constantly being manipulated and being told different things by by lucius or even by umbridge or whatever yeah i see what you're saying that's good i said he was 614 um because I considered 613, but 613 is like the, it's like the middle manager. It's like the, the worker, like someone who just like buckles down and does because mm. six, one and three and all three of those are like the most willing to just like 
strap down and do what needs to be done to like get everything done. You know, like there's like this push forward, push forward, push forward. And I think he's more negative than that. Like, I think he's mm. more like, think about 613 as like, six is a reactive type. That's true. But one yeah. and three add this double competency flavor and he's like radically. That's incompetent. fair. And that he's make constantly him, bringing yeah. up, I think he brings up his own negative feelings all the time. And also another thing, like maybe this is just like a fluke or whatever, but the green bowler hat, like that seems forfixed to me. Like I'm going to wear a lime green bowler hat that makes mm. me different and special. And like, like he just seems to present sort of quirky. And on top of it, like six, six, one, four is big pain, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's like, again, the, the, the same flavor of like, uh, no one gets me and also a double picky at one and four together and double yeah. reactive at four and six, but also double dependent of like, I need to do it the right way at six and one, if that makes sense. Well, what is the traffic that's like the middle manager? That's, that's one, six and three together. One, three, six. Yeah. That's because that's double competency with that, like, um, that attachment type flavor added at six of like the do the hard work, do it the hard way, be careful, be prepared, whatever. Right. And I, I could see, I could see the four fix um, only because I think the middle manager, like you were saying with the double competency does have it together a little bit more. Like, I don't think that he would have gotten to the place that he would have in the ministry if he um, was resigned to being the middle manager, you know, like he, he did get all the way to the top somehow <laughs> um with that with that four fix and that um that one fix of like i can do it the right way i also think like he doesn't fit the mold that everyone wants him to be you know like mm-hmm. i actually think of the, the whole world as being pretty consistently aware of the fact that he sucks and dissatisfied with him you know <laughs> and i think a three fix is focused on like how do i adapt to fit that mold you know and that's why the, the three fix makes them the middle manager because there's this concern about like am i effectively filling the role and I don't want to be like think about one six three as like this combination of this double dependent at one and six about doing mm-hmm. it the right way being careful um being thorough in my process but then you're adding this three fix that makes them like concerned about being seen on display like my dad is six one three and there's this nervousness he has about like when he has to be in the, in the spotlight like he was in the marines for a long time and mm-hmm. didn't want to be in charge because there was this concern of like I'm not going to effectively fit the mold that other people want me to fit and I'm going to be expected to be a confident decision maker, and I'm not. So blah 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 blah. And Fudge, I think, is concerned about that maybe, but he seems more negative with the four picks. That's my guess. I don't know. Mm. Okay, you pick next. Okay, I want to talk about Umbridge. I think yes. Dolores Jane Umbridge deserves her time in the spotlight, and she's such an interesting character. The first three things that I have written about her is reformer, strict, but not autonomous. That. Those are the first three things I wrote about her because I think that she is a one um, and I would consider her to be the triple dependent that we were talking about earlier. Um, Yeah, I think so too. This image of I'm giving like even think about her office and the like grossly pink and like super saccharine like yes positive feelings. That's the thing It's like she's kind of an awful person, but she's still displaying this like sweetness. Right, right. With this think, reforming nature. Yeah. Something like I read about two is that like it's the false contact of the heart. And that's why it's like overdoing it. Like two is mm. overdoing this hardiness. And so that's why the super saccharine flavor can feel like too much for some people because it's like it doesn't feel yeah. real. You know, it doesn't yeah. it feels like a false contact with the heart space. And I think that's sort of what you see with her because she's not actually generous or sweet or loving, you know, she's horrible. 
but yeah there was a time where i was like wow she's saying some really two-ish stuff like i got i get this like mother knows best kind of vibe from her yeah um but there's this line that she said that says um that it was it's oh oh my gosh it's so brutal it's when she's um she's making i think it's when she's making uh no well okay she she has a a line there too which when she's making harry write and it like destroys his hand for the first time i think and then she says she she looks down at him and she's like because you know deep down you deserve to be punished (laughs) and you're just like what and it's like this no there are no bad intentions like i am i am doing this for your benefit like that is the the triple dependent with a one core it's like i'm doing this for you with this this giving presentation but it's like ugh, it's horrible it's also it's not even just a two fix but it's doubled down with the two wing you know like it's it's one with a two wing but also one two six so it's this like slamming on the sweetness of two but still that core um like refining and like rigidness of one like i think about the the line of like um where she's giving a speech and she's like prune practices that ought to be prohibited <laughs> and what else does she say she's like um Effect perfect- what can be what can be perfected, perfected. yeah uh, and like and she also says progress for the sake of progress must be discouraged which is like the most ball buster triple dependent like right okay boomer flavor thing you can say which is why it's so one two six there's also this thing that umbridge does that i was like first of all just it's just rude but second of all there's this mentality that there is a standard. It's just some people live up to it and some people don't, you know, um, which is why I don't think she's a core six at all because she is very self-confident. Like she's very sure of knowing what is the right thing and what is the standard. Like even the way that she takes a measuring, what are those called? Like measuring thingy sticks or <laughs> measuring tape measuring tape and she literally measures flitwick like literally measures him like there is an actual standard and you do not fit it she Um, gives zero what's she really does and then she screams at one point i will have order (laughs) like that is just quite frankly the one the the core one uh with that like oversaturated loving like presentation which is uh, but also like the sixish, the sixish fix of like doing it by the book, you know, like I'm doing it the way that's been established and the way one should handle mental space and like how one should handle the unknown by doing it like the careful way that isn't right. really hands on. I remember when Hermione's like, when are we using spells in class? And she's like, we're not yeah. using spells. Right. <laughs> we're reading this book. Right. Because we're considering everything that could go wrong. I mean, she's present. She's presenting it to them as in the, as in the fact of like, nothing's going to go wrong. That's why you don't need spells because- why would you need them if you're not going to have the fight? But she's actually coming in with the ministry, um, the ministry prerogative of like, don't let them be able to defend themselves. Don't let them like grow and rise in power, you know? So even though that's not what she's saying, like she really is preparing for the worst by not letting them have spells because she's trying to prevent what ends up happening, which is Dumbledore's army. My question for you is, do you think that she is genuine or do you think that she like do do you think that she really doesn't believe that she has bad intentions or does she secretly like have an ulterior motive i it's so hard to know i think she is 
Uh, I think she's actually convinced. Like, I think she believes it. I yeah. think she believes in her own goodness because she, she seems to like justify it. That's the point. Is that like the sin of pride for two, like that two-ish pride mixed with like the wrath of one pride is like this idea that like, no matter what I can convince myself and you that I am not bad, that I am, mm-hmm. I am the good girl. I'm the hero here. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Do you disagree? Or do you think? No, I like- agree. I, I, I actually agree. I think that she really is. She has so- sold herself to the ministry and has like completely bought in to everything that they're saying. Like, I, I genuinely believe that she thinks that there are like certain people are inferior and that she is not one of them. And <laughs> like, I do think that she has, has truly bought in. And when she, in the, in the one, like the last movie or the, yeah, the last movie, um, when she's holding the Horcrux, like when she has it and she has like all of these, like, uh, she, she's literally has like a hit list in her drawer of like all of these <laughs> like people that she's killing, I guess, like personally, I don't know. Like, they don't explain no, no. that in the movie. I um, think that's a weird thing. I, I don't think that's even in the book. Is it? Like, I, I don't, don't remember that being in the book. I, she has Mad-Eye Moody's eye, but she, I don't think she has all of the other things. I don't know. Correct us if we're wrong. But, um, but the thing is like, I think she believes that they're actually enemies of her like i do i actually think that that she thinks eliminating them is the answer that they're causing all of this strife and that Voldemort really isn't back and that harry's lying and like i i do actually think she believes that uh she clearly doesn't have any remorse when she (laughs) figures out she's wrong but i think that's also the the mark of the uh triple dependent of like oh i I wasn't wrong i'm just now doing this other thing now you know (laughs) i was just i was just doing the right thing all along that's right like i was obeying the superego the whole time like the superego was saying do this even though you want to do this and i was doing it the whole time right right i actually want to talk about like spinning off of umbridge i think we should talk about trelawney because i was just thinking about her getting dumped by umbridge Um, i feel so bad for her okay yeah trelawney go I could be wrong. She might be a four. I think she's six, four, nine. That's what I said. Because she strikes me so deeply as whiny tears. The like my own yeah. suffering, but this weird like mystical flavor of four and nine together, you know, like that. I think that really adds right, to her. Right. Like as the divination prof with like the big glasses and the big hair, like just that it totally fits. Why, why, why six and not nine as their core type? Because she doesn't have that grounded flavor of nine, that like body centered groundedness of nine, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but there's like this simplicity and like ease and general like peace that comes with nines in general, like just their presence is sort of like grounding Mm. in a way. And I think she's like the least grounding character that exists. Like she's so like, she gives me head type energy. That, uh, I think that's what yeah, yeah. He radiates the like thinkiness of it. And that's like what divination for her is for her. I think it's like this external like mandate of what's true. And that's how I deal I deal with the unknown because I I can see it because it's given to me by like my my gifted powers. And I think right. that adds to like the forefix of like this sense of like elitism and separation too, because she's like a chosen seer, you know, like even though mm. she's actually not, she's actually not a seer, but like But she can but she is though okay true because she does have that like divine moment like, like she do- she doesn't do it uh intentionally and she doesn't do it often <laughs> but and she doesn't she, do it well <laughs> yeah no she doesn't um but she for sure like yeah i can totally i can totally see that i would almost say that i thought she was a nine. i i thought the same traffic's like nine six four but i thought it would be maybe nine first because um it almost feels like that same nine-ish tendency 
to ramble is is like her vibe of I'm gonna like say all these things that I'm I'm talking about but I'm not actually gonna say anything and that's kind of her whole class like her whole divination class is just talking about nothing Mm. essentially and kind of pointing to all of these actions that you can do like tea leaves and things like that but then in the end like none of it really matters anyway and I feel like she would be like kind of exactly what you said except for uh, I guess I'm making the opposite point is that if she was a core six I feel like she would be better at being the middle manager rather than or better at doing the the little minute things but she is kind of like too flowy she's too flowy to do those things and to to trust any sources she's kind of just like a, i don't know she's just kind of like watery and murky and that made me think that she was nine i see what you're saying and i totally get that i think that's why trifix matters though because like the nine and four fixes i think make her so incompetent you know mm. and i also will say like nines ramble but they do it in a in a meandering way which is true but I feel like I really get this like anxious energy from her. Like mm. she seems more like, and I six, I would say sixes ramble arguably more than nines ramble. Like I think both of them will ramble, but sixes do it like in this like talky talky jump around, like whatever way. And she strikes me that way, but I, that's just my thought. I definitely think we have her trifix right though. Like she's nine, six, four, four, six, uh, six, nine, four, whatever it is. The only other scenario I could see is like six, four, one, maybe because she is, kind of like willing to just like correct people like think about she kind of like roasts Hermione in public I think that's another reason she she can't be a core nine because no that's so true confrontational you know what I'm saying like yeah she doesn't feel any sense of like like I think that's the 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 trick about nine is that nine is like merging and attaching their sense of self to the other and like she wouldn't be so comfortable roasting Hermione in public right you know there would be more empathy there I think she's just kind of like nah this girl sucks like this is what I do and you suck at it Oh my gosh, that one scene, I can never forget that one scene where um, Umbridge is in her office and she's like, give me a prophecy. And then she's like, you will die in a, the most imaginable pain. And she's like, perfect. <laughs> she, no, she doesn't even say anything. She goes, you are in grave danger. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then she 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 like smiles and then checks it off like checks her name off the list like donezo she's gone and then she's like no she does the little <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really she's feel so like horrible. i'm nailing umbridge's accent right now um okay moving on from trelawney uh i think we should talk about the weasley parents oh i love them i think that's so great you pick first and share your honestly thoughts. I think that the Weasley parents are the easiest. So for Mrs. Weasley, two, like all the way to. And before you jump to Trifix, can you tell me what you think of Arthur? Because I, I agree that, that she's a two, but I, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm following your logic and I want to say something about it. Um, okay, Mr. Weasley, five. I think he is a great example of just like a quintessential five that has this kind of awkward nature because of his obsession. Like with just learning and this curiosity that kind of makes him separate like um I think this is most easily seen in his obsession with muggle things like he's constantly obsessed with how does rubber what are rubber duckies and like how do cars work and things like that and even when it gets him somewhat in trouble with the ministry like he's still willing to do that I would have agreed with you a little bit ago 
but I Yikes. I would say yes. I think I think Molly's a two. But something I was realizing, I think Arthur has a five wing. I think he's a core six, which is something I really? I didn't think at first. But I realized that like five has this like yeah he totally does the observation thing. He does like the studying, like the going mm. way in depth, and like he's definitely kind of awkward and clunky. Um, but I think something that we forget about is that like sixes also love to study their minute information. Like sixes do that all the time. They'll like have mm-hmm. way too much information about a certain thing. Um, and it's like their own version of like studying in a way and preparing. Um, but I think the difference is that like, I, so my thought was that I thought he was five, nine, two initially, but I don't think he's double withdrawn. And that was the problem is that like, he doesn't strike me as like, he has like the sweetness of nine and two together. Um, right but he's too personable. And that's, I think something we forget about is that like sixes are actually typically quite personable because mm. there's something relatable about them as attachment types, you know, like they're willing to relate and connect. So I, I actually think he is six, nine, two. I think he's Stockholm syndrome. And that's why he's sort of like generally so likable and sweet, but I think he has that five wing that makes him so awkward. And I, that's, yeah. that's my vote because five, nine, two mm. is like the spineless saint, you know, five, nine, two is the one who like has good intentions with nine and two, but like, isn't able to put, put it into practice. And he doesn't strike me as double withdrawn like that. I think he strikes me as just sort of like willing to do it. Like he's engaging with the world in a way at six and two. Like he's more outward type, I think, than five, nine, two would be. Mm. But I totally see what you're saying. I think the five wing is just like really there. But that's my thought. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think is Mrs. Weasley's trifix? I think she is two, six, eight. So she's got this like she definitely this double, an eight double dependent flavor i thought two seven eight at first but she's not playful at seven no she's not like there, jump around whatever there's double reactive there as well with the six and the eight like her the way that she's like manic about some stuff um she's crazy girl be cray i know even even think about like that clock that she has and like mortal peril is one of the options you know like that's such she's a crazy such a six fix of like okay, this will definitely happen just in case, you know, I have it here. And when it happens, it's, it's that reactive uh, response, which is like, let's throw out all of the emotions and, and deal with them right now. You know? Um, I think that's so true. Yeah. I would agree. Let's put it on the table. And I think that's what works with Mr. Weasley is because they both can share in that, but well that's kind of why I thought he was a five as well it's like even though they can both share in that I feel like he has this calm competency uh layer to him that Mm. that she has that double reactive nature but he has that competency that he can be like okay well this is what we can do about it and everything's going to be fine you know I totally see what you're saying actually that's really fair and you might be right about that I think that is sort of why I thought nine would be his second fix because he's like Mm. he's got this grounded like level but like agreeability yeah. to him, you know? Right, right. Um, but I guess I just think about like, he seems a little bit too alert to me to be a five. Mm, Maybe that's not mm. true, but like th- the five has this like alien flavor. And so like the things of the external world, they're sort of like disembodied from them. And he doesn't strike me. He gives me sort of the alertness of six, but I totally see what you're saying. And he could be five. I could be wrong. Yeah. And I see what you're saying about being double dependent rather than double withdrawn. I think that that alertness is is definitely key to his character. Something I just thought about for Mrs. Weasley is that like one, two, six can be this very motherly, like, okay, boomer flavor. But I think two, six, eight is also arguably like the most parental in a way Mm. because two and six are both dependent, but six has this like prepared, like I have a friend who's a core six and she's like, everyone calls her the mom friend because she's always ready for anything. And like, she's, she's warm and like wants to help people and prepare for things that could go poorly. But like, 
it's it the dependent stance in general has this like I did it the right way and the eight fix is that like let me like it's, it's just sort of like this dominating expansive force in a way mm. and I think that I think that she's probably two six eight she could be two six one maybe because she is kind of corrective and like a little bit harsh sometimes so maybe she is okay boomer in a way but I think she's probably two six eight is my guess uh, yeah I think that one ishness comes in with the eight with the eight fix rather oh well instead. maybe she just has a one wing that's one wing right yeah and she, because she is a pretty expansive force in a room you know like, like she's a big yeah and-, and that goes back to what we were saying at last episode which is the eight fix allows for the the two and the six to exist like so very like, and loudly to over mother in a way like right. it gives permission to the two and the six to be like overly boom you know what i'm saying yeah oh for sure and i see that i see that more than the one and also, like, on top of the 268 for Molly, I think Colin Creevy, that, like, really annoying boy, <laughs> and Colin Harry, is the same trifix. Like, the, like, yeah. couldn't hurt a fly flavor. Like, the this, like, the sweetness and, like, personability and, like, doing the right thing at two and six, but, like, the expansive, like, pressing down on you force of eight. He could be 278 as well. I don't know. But, because mm. uh, he does have that, like, big energy, like, the double aggressive stance, maybe. But I don't know. He definitely has that that I want to be your everything vibe uh, yeah, <laughs> to, to Harry at least. Crazy. I think he's a two. Oh, uh-huh. he's cute though. Okay, so I know I said I really resonated with Jenny earlier. Um, <laughs> Jenny, what's up, Jenny? Jenny, um, but I think the the character I relate to the most, my or at least when I most recently reread them, was Ron. I want to hear your thoughts on what you think ron is because ron i actually had so much trouble with and i still don't really know where i stand with his why don't, with his type. Why don't you toss out your thoughts first because okay. i think i've thought a lot about this but i think i have a sense of his his fix and i want to hear what you have to say uh, okay okay here here's the deal though um it's all over the place so i i originally was like is he a core six that was my original thought uh with uh being six two nine that was my my first thought um but I think as I started thinking about it, I was like, that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I, I, the, his theme throughout the whole movie or, or at least the last four, uh, are like wanting to be loved and wanting to be chosen by, by Hermione and by his mom. I mean, that's like what the Horcrux says to, to kind of piss him off is like, you're, you're, you least loved by your mom who had all these kids, least least like thought about by your best friend that chose your other friend you know and so that's why I almost thought like what if he was a two like what if he was a two six eight I can't see two personally I think I would say he's absolutely a core six because he's constantly doubting himself um and that's the thing is that like two comes with this gritty self-belief that's the big thing is that like mm. two, two is so confident. I think people forget that. Like people think of twos as like pushovers. I think and this is also my own bias as like someone who's two, seven, eight, you know, there's, that's, that's something to consider, but like twos are really confident. I really think that's true. Like they, they have this assuredness that like what I'm doing is the right thing. I don't even need to question it, you know, but yeah. I, I would say Ron's concern all the time is that like, I think the message he gets is that he's not capable all the time is that like, you're not yeah yeah you can't be you can't be or succeed in any of these things that like we would like you to be and so like 
the narrative seems to be about like him trying to prove his strength the whole time. That seems very mm. suspicious to me. And I also yeah. say he would absolutely reference others. Like he lets Hermione <gasps> do all of his homework for him all the time. Right, like, right. He, he constantly feels like the shadow, like being under Harry's shadow. And uh, like that's such a Sixers thing is this like, I don't want to seem weak. I don't want to be weak. Um, I don't want to feel weak. I put Ron down as six four eight. I thought he six, might be four, six, eight? I think he might be six three eight at first. Because he doesn't seem, I don't think he has a two fix. He doesn't seem to like be concerned about appearing selfless or like generous. I wouldn't say those are like his traits at all. Um, and he's not over-identified with the heart that way. I thought about 638, but he's not double aggressive, I don't think. And mm. I realized it's like the narrative of the story is he has this like sort of like, I'm going to hold a grudge at six and eight, but also like this, like my feelings matter the most at four. You know, like this willingness yeah. to just be sort of like, I'm misunderstood. And I think that's why the narrative with his family is so prominent. I put him at six, four, eight, because I think that four fix is actually so prominent. And there's this constant feeling of like, I'm not understood. I don't have a place here. Um, and, and he like kind of resents the world for it. Like that frustration flavor is so there. And I think it's secondary, but I think six is his core type. Yeah, I think I saw the two-ish fix because of the way that he like thinks about his family and the way that he thinks about Harry. Like he's always trying to, to get Harry to like come back home in a way, you know? And also the way that he like cares about his parents, like when his, when his parents are like, we want to get you something for being head boy or, or I, I think that was why he was getting a present. Um, he was, he picked the, the cheapest broom, you know? Um, I think there was a, there's a sense of like this dependency that I, that I sense from him beyond the, the six ishness. Um, but I think you're so right with the, uh, referencing others but it doesn't always look like people I think that's why it threw me off because he's not a very vulnerable person you know he he's not like he's not very willing to be like this is exactly what I want you know um but think about uh the one example that is I think perfect for this is that when Harry pretends to put liquid luck in his cup and suddenly Ron has like the most confidence in the world because suddenly it's not him just it's trying him. yeah it's not him. And even though it is him and he needed that out outside reference to be, um, to be his confidence for him. And I think that's why it can, it can not, it didn't look six ish to me because it wasn't necessarily people that he's always referencing. Um, but it was actually like things, objects or whatever that, that also give him confidence as well. I would say that like six is arguably have no issue with people. I think more often than not, actually, I would say sixes are dependent on structures outside of them because sixes are so referential to authority. I think it's a big thing. It's like Felix Felicis as a potion has a claim and has authority and it's proven to work, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think of sixes as like the most personable. I think they're personable typically in some ways, but like, remember six, four, eight as triple reactive. That's like, that's the grenade. Like just like all it takes is like a little push and then they're freaking out, you know? And like, that's so Ron. And I think there's like this coldness to them in a way. And I think Ron wants to be cold, um, but I think he's just so like, he radiates this like jealousy and like mm. resentment in a way. Yeah. But I actually think he really is dependent. And like, that seems pretty clear. Like I would say he's deeply dependent and, and then his character structure is just like reactive and resentful. And like, he just like holds grudges. Like that's like why Ron kind of sucks. Like people, I think people get mad at Ron because- he resents yeah. Harry for a long time and like doesn't care about the logic of it. It's like, doesn't matter if it's true or not, like whatever, you know, it's like the prioritization of his own feelings at four, I think. And that's mm. why it's sort of like that, that matters more to me. And that's the thing is that like 
a two fix is always going to bring some flavor of like other people's feelings should be more important than mine, you mm. know? Yeah. yeah. And so like, I think if he had a two fix, he'd be a lot more like other concerned. And I would say Ryan is like arguably one of the most selfish characters in the story. That is actually a very fair point. All right. Let's, let's hit on um, another pair with Lupin and Tonks. I love them. What great characters. I think Lupin, just as a side note, uh, might be one of my favorite characters in the whole series. People love him. He's so He's great. Amazing. And honestly, I think it's partly due to the fact that I grew up watching the movies and I love the guy that plays him. I think he does a fantastic job. But also his character in the books is so likable, so sweet. Um I think that he presents very nine-ish in that way, like so adaptable, so easily likable. But I could also see an argument for being a one wing nine as well. What what do you think? I would say he's a nine. I think he's, I would say he's definitely a nine because he radiates this, this withdrawn energy. And I don't yeah. think, I see, I see a one wing. Yeah, I would see a one wing, but he doesn't strike me as like that, that ultimately rigid, ultimately frustrated. Like he has this very like calming mm. sweetness to him, you know? I want to just mention uh, what the, where I think the one is coming from is that his relationship with Tonks that we'll talk about in just a second is all about not being good, not being good for her, not being, um, and, and in fact being bad, uh, cause he's hiding this or maybe not hiding cause she knows, but like he has this whole identity of, of being a werewolf that is like crippling and he feels that it would be crippling to her as well and that he would be wrong for her and that's where i was thinking this this rigidity of like i i i can't be with you because i'm not i'm not good enough for you is where i'm seeing the one um and also the way that he is fighting harry when harry decides to um not trust dumbledore about draco like he's like Draco's wrong, and then Lupin's like, "You just need to fight." And like, it's one of the only times that Lupin gets upset. Um, is this like disgrace for this person that he's put his trust in? You know, um, uh, with Dumbledore. I think that's pretty fair. I would say that what you're labeling as a one fix, I or as like a one core or whatever, I think right. it's actually a four. I think it's actually a four fix because uh-huh. there's this sense of like there's something really flawed about me. You know, like, mm. and that's that's so essential to the four fix is that like one has that sense of being flawed as well but it's like i'm flawed so i gotta fix it you know and with that it's like one isn't as despondent as four like one has that connecting point to four but i think four is more like resigned to their own flaws yeah you know and he gives that flavor of like being sort of like bummed out that it's the way that it is Mm. but it's like this is i'm just like a broken thing in a way Mm -hmm. i i actually typed him as triple withdrawn like i thought he was nine four five because he's super secretive and like no one really has access to what his needs are at five, mm-hmm. but also like this sense of like, I'm kind of sad and like, just like this like melancholic flavor of four and nine combining, you know what I'm saying? But also like withdrawn nature that you don't show as a part of being withdrawn. I think that's what happens when you're core, when you're a core nine with being triple to uh, triple withdrawn is that there is this four fix and there's this five fix that is causing this separateness and this uh, being withdrawn in being different. But because it's covered by uh, the core nine, it's like something that you don't 
you wouldn't normally know, you know? Well, because he's still like pretty agreeable, you know, like he's a right, nice guy. Exactly. And, like, not that fours and fives can't be nice people by any means, but it, it means that like four and five have this like alien factor of them. And he has that alien factor, but it's like covered by being like a generally like likable guy. I mean, think about it. Like everyone loves Lupin's character. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. Yeah. So what do you think about Tonks as a opposite to, to Lupin? Cause they, they're very different characters. I think Tonks is a great example of smothering jazz hands. I think she is seven, eight, two because she's yeah. this, this forceful, huge presence. That's so playful. I think she's a seven core seven, um, mm-hmm. but she has the sweetness of two and like, she's considerate of others. And like, she's fun. And she's like, she gives me that like real personability of two and seven combining, but also like this, like forceful presence of eight that, that to me, like I would be pretty dang confident that if anyone in the whole story is, is this trifix, I think that she is. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, honestly, a silly example of something she did, and I was like, whoa, that was so seven-ish, um, was just like the way that she uh, was riding her broom away from the Dursley's house. It was like so chaotic and like so risky in front of all these muggles. She's just like doing flips and like doing all this. Like, you're like, what are you, what are you doing? And there's this carefree nature of like, here I am, like my eight fix is allowing me to be here in my full presence um, with this, just this fun, like carefree, like do whatever kind of nature. Um, but also the way that she like goes up to Harry's room with him and is so kind and like so present with him, like um, maybe present is not the greatest word, but uh, I think, I think smothering jazz hands is like really able to meet people where they are by creating ridiculous situations. And that's what I get from her. It's like, she went up to his room and she just starts talking about whatever she's talking about. And Harry doesn't really have to be anything specific. Like, she's just like, Oh, let's do this. I'm going to clean up your room for you and blah, blah, blah. And like, let's go. And it's just like this, like, woo, smothering. It is is so seven ish though. It really is. It's so seven ish. I think that's like the, like, not trying to like gas my own trifix, but I think that's like a genuine gift of this trifix is that it's like, there's like this shoving of the fun of it. You know, it's like, there's something, something beautiful about like optimism being something that's like protected and like prioritized and, right. and brought out of other people, you know, that's my hope. Yeah, that is, that is all of our hope. <laughs> all <Okay>. two of us. <laughs> okay guys. So this episode is very, very long. Um, we were kind of planning on it to be two parts just because there's so many characters and we just love all of them a lot. So it's really fun to talk about them. So stick around for part two coming up soon. But until then, look us up on Instagram at notmytypeenneagram. Email us if you want to at the same handle gmail.com. And look us up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, subscribe, you know, do all the stuff and be all the friends and, you know, find us online we're, we're around and uh and go back and listen to the trifix episode if you haven't um shame no shame <laughs> you you've made it with us so far so that that's exciting hey if you stuck through this episode without listening to the trifix one i'm pretty dang impressed that's i am good. also impressed yeah very much so well we'll uh not see you guys but you'll hear us later <laughs> we'll leave it at that <laughs> bye-bye. okay bye <laughs> Why is it always so hard to make the last bit make sense? I did 
freaking good though on you that did one. really freaking good i'm proud of you that one oh my goodness good. i'm so excited to talk about some of these characters <sighs> I just imagine that this is what Umbridge listens to to go to sleep at night. <laughs> that should be our sound bite. That should be our sound. <laughs> People will unsubscribe immediately. That's true, but it would be so funny.